welcome to the Woodfloor Podcast. This podcast is run and presented by Cochrane Co. At Cochrane Co, we create structure and profit for all types of flooring professionals in the UK and beyond. So, if you need to increase your marketing, better your financial position, hire more staff, get off the tools, open another shop, whatever it may be, please check our website at cockerelandco.co.uk. That's cockerelandco.co.uk. You will find all of the information you need and please enjoy the show. Right, thank you very much, Jason, for coming on the podcast. I am going to start the process a little bit different to normal. So I'd like to know where... UK Flooring Direct started uh, rather than digging into you straight away. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that's an interesting one. So, yeah, well, UK Flooring Direct started seven, 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it started with uh, £500 yeah. to uh, build our first website, which was £199 <laughs> back in them days. Yeah. Uh, just, just to put that in the picture, we're building, uh, we're just going through a new, new complete new uh, composable front-end website at the minute, which is uh, costing seven figures. So a bit of, bit of, bit of a difference from uh, from the olden days of, of 199. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we started back in 2006. Uh, yeah, grew rapidly since. And what, uh, do you, are you building a completely custom platform? Do you, or do you use some of the bigger boys like Shopify or anything like that? What else, how's the new yeah, site looking? So, yeah, so, so, so we, we, we did, we, we did use, uh, some of the e-commerce platforms, uh, and we still are on one of the e-commerce platforms next week, uh, which also runs our back end, but we, we're, we're doing a complete bespoke composable front end and we're, well, we, 12, 18 months into that project now. So in the next six months, that'll be launched. Brilliant. brilliant. So back with when you were, had the £199 website, um, <laughs> yeah. who, who was Jason Ashby then? You know, were you a floor layer or, or what was your experience and why why did you want to sell flooring online? So, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 I go back to the early days when I left school. I started off as a YTS carpet fitter, apprentice carpet fitter. Done that for two years, then went self-contracting at the age of 18, 19, just as I finished for two years. My first son, Josh, who works in the business, was 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 on his way. Yeah. My wife was pregnant, or my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, was, was pregnant, and we needed to earn more money. So I realised, for, for me, it was always, how, how do you get bigger? How do you get bigger? How do you make more money? How do you, how do, you do more? So, yeah, by the age of 20, 21, I had two free teams working for me up and down the country doing contracting, contract works, fitting shops out, fitting, yeah. fitting stores out. Then Carpetwright opened up in, in Coventry, and I put a team into that, put one team into that to, to work on that. Then the Neaton opened up, put another team into them. So I had a couple of, couple of, couple of teams running around in Carpetwright. Uh, and then when I was, oh, I'll get these, these years right, I think I was 28, I decided to, Open a shop in the Neaton, where, where I'm based. Okay. Uh, so closed all the other areas down, passed passed them on to, to the guys that were working it, and, and open open the shop, which done well for two three years. We were doing a lot of uh, wood flooring, which was which was really getting bigger and bigger. 
uh, we was doing uh, a lot more uh, decorative flooring, antico, antico and, and carnage style flooring. So, so that was good. Uh, and, and it was good for two, three years. And then the internet was starting to come along more and more. And we started to pick jobs up in London for, for, for wood flooring, real wood flooring. And obviously the pricing that we were doing the fitting we were doing compared to the, the, the rates in London was, was a lot cheaper. So it, it really picked my mind up to, to what digital was going to bring both there and then in, and in the future in the future as well. So the shop was doing okay. We are doing great. started to struggle yep. by year four. Uh, so in the end, we, we decided to close it. it. It just wasn't making the money that it really was before. So we had to close the shop, and then we we moved everything online. Right, and and that started in two thousand six. And we only sold Quickstep back in them days, and it was right. Quickstep, and it was all it was all being drop shipped. Okay, so so was it literally out out to your bedroom, or did you have a? Well, it was first. It was, I wouldn't say my bedroom, but it was no. definitely in the kitchen table. Kitchen table. Uh, so it was on the kitchen table. Yeah. So it was on the kitchen table. To start we and then just before we opened, we, we we did take a small a small office before the website went live. We, we, we had a very very small office, which was about nine ten square meters. It was just me and uh, me and there with a uh, with telephone and and, and, and a PC. We started doing we started doing samples. We were sending samples out. We were cutting samples up. I had my son coming up before school. We were, cu- we were cutting the samples up with jigsaw yeah. in the morning before we went to school from the orders of the samples that had come through the night before. And then he would take them up to the post office and I'll drop him back at school, picking him back up afterwards, and he was doing the same again while I was working on the website and uh, and taking te- taking te- the orders and processing the orders. So yeah, yeah. very. Uh, very entrepreneur bootstrap type yeah. way of how we started off. Oh, absolutely love it. It's uh, I can reminisce with some of those days. I've I had a shop, I closed that, I've done work yeah. in London, I stopped that. Um, so quite a few of those um things, and but my experience has been more face to face. And we've dib- dibbled and dabbled. So some of these questions will be quite self selfish questions of finding out, yeah. Um how that side grows because we sell bits and bobs online but it's bits and bobs um you know yeah. so it's a few you know maybe 100 meters a month and that's that's about mm-hmm. it so um so how does the business look now um for people that don't know who you are They're like the business how, how the business has grown so yeah um so it's it's been it's been challenging and hard been fun, challenging, hard over, over the last fifteen years, and the yeah. As we continue to grow with with the digital digital world, uh, the ups and downs that, that, that come way up, the learn the business learnings you have to go through all the way through as you build it, this level of business. But but where are we today? So we're, we're I think we are we're we're, we're we're the market leader online. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. in, in terms of what we're doing in in the hard floor, in the wood and laminate, and, and the LVT area just started to move into carpets just got some quick machines being uh, commissioned at the moment to, to push that further forward uh we're 180 184 times staff uh we we, we we run up to 200 210 depending on the, how busy we are through warehouse uh, where, where we also bring bring temps in uh every product we sell we we, we stock we buy from factories around the world 
predominantly in Europe, uh, a lot more in China as well. One or two in the UK, unfortunately, there's very little manufacturing in the UK, which I think we need to we need to look at changing somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, we, 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 we stock about three, 400 SKUs. We sit on eight to 10 million pounds of stock at any one time. We send free samples out to customers. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah, you probably. And so to, is, is the model to get someone onto the site, order a sample, then get the sales team to follow it up and then transact the sale. Have I got that right? Is that the premise of how to acquire and transact a customer online is that i know there'll be more wheels to the cart but is that yeah is that predominantly how to acquire a good quality customer uh yes yes and no, no not not everybody orders as a sample okay. uh so 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 it's about half an hour right so not every, not really orders as a sample i mean you know samples are free they cost the, the, the cost of sending free samples out is, is astronomical. We're talking in, into a couple of million pounds a year yeah. of, of sending free samples out. Uh, so ideally, what, we, what we'd really want to be doing is, is bringing people to the website and then them ordering directly online. But there's a, Florian's a big education product. Yeah. You know, how, how many square meters people need? What's the best for, for, for my, for, for my uh, project? I've got kids, I've got dogs. Uh, there, there's a big education piece on there, so we we try to put as much information on the website as possible. We 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 we, we do little videos. We're, we're we're just testing more areas in that, but the it is continuing to make sure that you are communicating the products to the best to the best of the ability you can do, so the customers can self-inform, self-service online themselves. Uh, yeah, our, our job is. People want to buy online, so our, our job is to how do we how do we give the customer all that information so they can make the they can make the, the, the right decisions for their project. And do you find that is them looking around the site, or do your sales team have to intervene quite a lot to sort of talk people through? Do they still want that that internet? Well, like the retail sale, you when you stood in front of someone, they want to normally know the ins and outs of how it's going to work. Mm. Do you find? A lot of the sales are done on the telephone as well. Uh, no, that's that's no. changing. A lot more goes through online. Uh, I think I think the the consumers are a lot more savvy in terms of how they are shopping nowadays. How they use digital to find the information out. It's it's an alternative to going into the store. Uh, yeah. But yeah, again, and they're just using our website. They're, they're using all of the websites. It's our responsibility to put all the information in their hands. Right. The consumer is demanding to self-inform. They are demanding to find the information out themselves. They are demanding to be able to take, take information in, in, in the medium and the form that they, they choose. Some that could be videos, some that could be uh, CGIs, some that could be written content, inspiration. It, it really is incredibly complex now in terms of how, how the customer wants to digest that information. And, yeah, a lot of the, the big change that we're seeing is in the fact that the consumer, it's convenience. People are looking online for information for convenience. And actually, rather than just sell the product, give them all the information they want. If you give them the information you want, we've got more chance of them converting because they're buying into the brand because you've given that information. They'll be able to make the choice themselves. So we're going through another massive revolution. And, and this is what I said about the, 
the ups and downs of e-commerce it is moving at such a pace. Yep. Whereas I would say even five years ago, probably a little bit longer, probably seven years ago, we were definitely trying to drive the customer to buy online. Uh, I feel now as if we're actually trying to keep up with customer demands. It's completely changed. And the, the investment that needs to be going into that, our investment over the last two years has been significant into, into this area. We're talking multiple million investments into both technology front-end, technology back-end, technology in terms of data, customer behavior, machine learning, AI. Uh, there's a lot of cost gone into that. Uh, and we're still halfway through that project. So big projects continue to go on, but it's, it, it's, it's actually trying to keep up with the customer's demands now rather than us trying to force it. Right, okay. And what have you found, even though there's different ways of getting people on there, but is there a number one way of marketing a floor insight, possibly, you know, not necessarily yours, but if someone wanted to get more bodies onto their site, what would be your number one bit of advice? Uh, have a big budget, number one. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> a really big budget. I mean, we're talking, we're talking, you know, several million pounds a year, a, a, a lot of money. Uh, number one is Google still. You know, number one is still Google PPC. It's still the most easiest, most, most direct route, but it is incredibly expensive and continues to get more expensive every single year, and that, that won't change. It will continue to go up. Yeah. As, as more people, as more consumers go online, it's going to drive that cost up. As more competition come online, it will, it will continue to drive that cost, cost up as well. So, so, so that's the easiest, most, most direct route. But then, then there's also the other areas. So, so that's, that's very, in, in the buying cycle, lower-level lower uh, funnel. Yeah. But actually in that top end funnel now where you would normally, traditionally it would have been brand advertising, billboards, TV, radio. There's a lot more of that now, obviously, through Instagram, through influencers, through, through, through Pinterest, through all over areas. So it's a lot more higher level funnel activity up there as well, which is not as direct, which is, is more of a, it is a brand building exercise as you go through through that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's a big growth area in that at the moment as well. And I think with the Facebook or whatever, I don't know the exact facts, but with this this metaverse as well, I can see that mm. you're going to be able to get your, your VR headset on in, in your lounge and possibly plan your floor coverings with a flooring professional without that person leaving the office. So you could actually, you know, a virtual store as such, I can see that possibly coming yeah. well well i don't think it's probably possible i think it's going to happen um where yeah. the retail shop will even be even less important where you can just put your headset on and speak to john the sales guy about flooring um so that that could be an interesting uh an interesting yeah, path I, I completely agree with some, some of the stuff that we're working on at the moment is is you, you never thought possible no. 10 years ago, that's for sure. So where it'll be in another 10 years. But yeah, AI machine learning, augmented reality is 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 going to allow the customer to take control of everything and then yeah. do it in their time, more importantly. Why should why should the customer have to you know, take a weekend out, the husband, the wife, husband, take a weekend out, maybe have to drive the kids to get out to a, to, to a store to, to look around two, three, four stores to, to find which store appeals to them 
then find out which product works for them. Maybe do that over two, three weekends or, or, or whatever. And actually 24 seven from any device anywhere in the world, they can log in to a website or, or go online, shall we say, rather than just any particular one website like ours, but more to any, any website, any Instagram, uh, round back floor and any home improvement uh, areas and look at videos, understand what floors they want, what was suitable for them, understand how it looks like in their room, look at budgets. So actually, instead of having to go down to talk to one salesperson and hope that one salesperson is giving you the, the, the right information, you can you can find all that information out from multiple sources and make your own decision. So you make yourself, your, your own self-informed decision and it's, yeah, where it's going to go is really exciting and you know, people say to us, are you opening stores? No, but I don't think there's any need to open any 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 stores. No, mm. Not in the not the level of what has been out there before. Technology, our investment continues to go into technology. Technology will continue to to, to break those barriers down of, of why people need to enter a store. Uh, and, and it's 24-7. So it's it's exciting what's coming. Uh, and again, this is not just a flooring industry. This, this is all across the home improvement industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, no one really wants to go out shopping for a floor. No one really wants the tradesman in the house making a mess. Uh, what they mm. want is a result. They want to, yep. they want that finished result, that, that image of how it will look afterwards. So if you can get that digitally and then the sale transacts and then, then they still have to get the workmen in and do all that. Yeah. yeah you, it's, it's sort of painting the picture in a super clear way, but, and then, as you said, the time convenience is going to be absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, but, but, and, and, so, and, and it is, and convenience is the word, and that's exactly what the word is, because, you know, people value leisure time so much nowadays, and, yeah, people work hard, and they have to do a lot of work, 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 uh, outside the home, and actually, when they come back, they want to spend more family time, more leisure time. I think COVID's proved that even more so as well, where people have been at home more. Uh, I say, well, why should they, why should they take a day out, two days out to trace around the shop when, on, on a Saturday afternoon when everybody's, their husband's off work, the wife's off work, and they want to use that with the kids as family time when they can actually be doing this type of shopping or, or, or yeah, find the information out in a time to suit them, uh, which is better. So that, that, that's the difference that we're seeing across the whole of, well, the whole of consumer shopping, to be fair. And did you find that, I won't dig too much into COVID, but when, when COVID hit, did you, apart from probably staff challenging, um, mm. did you find the turnover had a jump? You know, with online sales, did did that go bananas for you, or how did it work? Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, crazy time. Really crazy. It was uh, it, just in the fact that nobody, yeah, obviously, really, really enough, nobody knew what was going to happen. I remember sitting down with the board in in the. the the February, late March, but when when this when it was all happening back in 2020, and and you know working four or five scenario plannings of of you know, downward downward projection on budgets and furloughing, looking like okay, how do we furlough staff? What do we do this? And we furloughed half the staff, and then we in 14 days we had everybody back in right. because it just went absolutely crazy. Uh, and then we had to go on a massive recruitment drive. I think we had 80 people back then. Uh, and we had to go on a massive recruitment drive because it, it went, it did go crazy. It really did. People, was, people were at home, obviously. People then started to want to do the house up because you know, they were at home more. So 
like like the whole of that home improvement industry, we it was a bit of a boom, wasn't there for for. Everyone sat at home and on the internet and think, what can I buy? Exactly. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> so, exactly. No, and so with that, how have you what advice would you give to um a business owner in the flooring industry of how to grow an awesome team? You know, how have you formed such a big team so fast? Well, I mean that, that's the hardest part. You know, growing organizations is the hardest part that, that I've ever come across is, is growing people in the organisation, that's for sure. And, and, and I think most people will, will say the same, they have to go through through the speed and the growth that we get. And, you know, and you, if, you, if you get 75% right, then I think you're doing well. Uh, in, in terms of recruitment, it's really hard getting the right people in, have the right culture, got the right skill set, the right culture, the right mentality to, to continue to drive forward, especially as you're, you're going through that recruitment drive with nobody being in the office, it was it was a really challenging period. But but yeah, it's look, life's about lessons, business is about lessons, isn't it? And you you continue what you have to do is continue to look at the the steps you made, continue to look at the the lessons you learn along the way and continue to protect those lessons and improve moving forward. But it's a learning curve. You know, nobody knows how to build a company to this level. Nobody knows how to build it past this level. When, when they're doing it for the first time, you, you've got to go through that learning process. And, and that's what being an entrepreneur is, yeah. about being uh, persistent in, in, in terms of what you're doing, being resilient in terms of what you're doing, and, and continue to take the lessons and, and drive forward. Well, probably on that, what, what do you think the hardest lesson you've learned and you would want someone else to avoid? <laughs> <laughs> big question. That's, that's a big question. So, the oh, that's I think that's an impossible question to answer. The, what, 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 and the reason being, you've got to go through the lessons. You just got to go through the lessons. What I would say is, is believe in the, you know, it, it, believe in your goal, believe yep. in your, in where you're going to. The the path that you think is the path forward will change, and. Yeah, you've got to be able to recognise that that path needs to change and change accordingly as you go through. And that that could be because the the path you set out originally wasn't wasn't quite the right path, yeah. or you know, fundamentally things have come at you, such as COVID, such as the container supply chain issues afterwards, such as the consumer changing patterns. It could be anything that comes at you. You have to just react accordingly and be, the, the, be honest with yourself. Make sure you can look in the mirror and and, and be honest with where the situation is and and, and 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 change accordingly. But it's just lessons. It's just lessons. And as long as you keep learning them lessons along the way then and be uh, persistent and resilient along the way, then then you'll make success. But the, 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 the goal has never changed in terms of where we want to go as a business, but the path has certainly changed a lot. What what is the goal? What where where do you want to get? Is there an end goal? Because that as an entrepreneur, is there ever an end goal, or is it just? <laughs> there's, there's never an end goal as an entrepreneur. No, there? there's never no. an end goal. You, the you, you can't have because it's it's in your blood in terms of what you want to do and that creativeness and what you want to do and, that, and being able to challenge yourself and and, and 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 do things. It's it's that's that's what's in the entrepreneur's blood, and so that never changes. The goal for us, yeah, we've got a we've got a, a very strong market share in, in in our core category, which is still a very small part of that flooring sector. Yeah. We, we we expect to go over the whole of the flooring category over the next three years. 
and be the dominant player in five years' time. And we will be number one in the UK in five years' time, across all of it. Uh, and then we've got European expansion as well that, that we're, we're looking at, uh, different product categories. The, so, yeah, we, we see big growth for this. We're, we're lucky that you know, we're, we're in a market which is, you know, we're not trying to drive people online to buy online. Pe- people are now demanding the convenience of buying online. We're not, we're not trying to create the, the categories. The categories are there already. You know, the flooring category overall has not changed much over, over the years. You know, the products and the categories within may change slightly, but the overall market value just just is continuing to grow in, in a normal circumstance. As new houses get developed, as, as GDP goes up, and that continues to grow as well. So all we're doing is putting a, uh, putting a platform, putting a proposition in the middle and using digital and data to, to, to be able to drive that and make the decisions accordingly. So, and even that's so much in its infancy that we are really at the crest of, you know, we... We can do anything we want if we're really honest. And again, we're not the only people in this position, and also not just in the flooring industry, but and across all industries as well. But yeah, it's it's a good time to be the position we are uh, as a dominating online in the category. And once you set your yearly um, KPIs and goals, how often do you get together with your senior management team to to see that on track and how the track might need to change? Uh, well, I mean, we, 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 we get together quite regular. I'm a pretty hands-on guy. Uh, someone says too much sometimes, but uh, <laughs> when you've got a senior management team in, but no, I've got a passion and, and, and everybody's got to have a passion for, for, for what for what they do and going to work every single day. It's hard, it's long, so you've got to love what you're doing. And I love what I do. I love creating, I love problem solving. We we meet up, uh, we've we got my monthly shareholder board meetings. We, we now we, we have uh, monthly operational board meetings with the operational board team. We have weekly week, weekly training meeting on a Monday, which I'll have later late on today. Uh, and yeah, uh, and we catch so we catch up regular. Uh, so yeah, so in a in a real structured format, it will be it will be uh, a detailed monthly uh, operational board meeting, uh, shareholder board meeting above that one. Uh, corporate show at a meeting and then we'll have a, a weekly trade update as well right. and then your guys on the ground like your sales team again if so if someone's running a small sales team how often would you feel is a good amount of time to sort of get together with their managers for training how, how important is that oh i mean tra- tra- training across well Training across the business is really important. You know, personal development is 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 key. When when you when you've got the people, the amount of people that we have in the business, uh, and you've got the ambitions that we have, then we need good people. We need good culture in the business. We we got a fantastic people director who, who, who really drives the 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 culture of the business forward. Yeah, I believe in that. Everybody should come to work to be happy, uh, and I also believe in personal development. We, you know, I can, I can put the best strategic plan out in the world, but actually, it's how people are going to drive that plan, not me. My, my job is just to lead and lead people, and to do that, people have got to be happy, and we have to bring people on the journey, which means listening to them, understanding them, regular communications with them, uh, listen to their ideas, listen to how they want to, how want to, they want to develop personally, and, and making sure we we put plans in place to support them in that growth. So we talk a lot, and and. Like I say, across across the, the the function you just said, the sales teams, we've got forty people in 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 sales across uh, consumer, 
across residential trade and across the commercial distribution side as well. Uh, and above them, there's managers and, 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 and team leaders as well, obviously. So we've we got, a, we got a, uh, a pretty robust structure in place and there's regular communications and regular chats. And I love to get around and, and speak to everybody as much as possible as well. I just want to understand where everybody is and, and, and where they are. So I do a lot of walking around the business and, and just, just to get the vibe of everything. Something you touched on there, which most of our listeners are in the trade, as we don't get that many mm. retail clients. How does your Trade Pro account work for any of the listeners that might think, oh, I didn't know you did trade. I thought it was just for retail. How does that yeah, work? Yeah, no. Yeah, so we, 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 have two, we have two different trades. We have the, the, the commercial side, which is really aimed at. Uh, we, we do a lot of uh, project work in that. Uh, we supply a lot of... Uh, uh, flooring installers in that as well. So a lot of flooring installers, a lot of fit out companies, a lot of developers, uh, a lot of the big projects as well we work on. Uh, we we supply a lot of flooring retailers, but a couple of online retailers as well, which we're, we're more than happy to do. Uh, we And then we've got a residential trade, which is is really the, the general builder. So so that'd be kitchen fitters, plumbers, all that all that area as well. So the biggest area for us is that commercial distribution, which is a, a big fast growing part part of the, the business, but you know we we got eight ten million pounds stock at any one time. We 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 should always be in stock. Ideally, taking taking supply chain issues into consideration, I was a bit in a normal environment should always be in stock. Uh, and we we buy at some fantastic prices, so we can offer some of the best deals in the country. Next day delivery anywhere. Uh, we're a fantastic product range, and we have, we offer so and we can we offer credit accounts as well. All we in that. Yeah, free samples, anything. So it's a big grow now for us that we will continue to push forward harder. So do they log on to like a pot onto the website and just put in a different code? And then or is it the same? Is it like a divert you off into a trade website? How how do the guys get involved with sort of, you know, if, if there's a floor fitter going out offering your products, how do they mm. do that? Um, so so they, 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 can, uh, they can do two things. They can go on the on, online, they can click on the trade application form, they can fill that in. And they'll get access to the to, 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 to the trade website section where they can, they can order online. Uh, and then also, yeah, if it is if it is going to be flooring installers, then we will we, we, we'll, we'll, we recommend you give us a call as well. We can understand more about what you want. How how can we support you? I mean, yeah, you know, I'm you know, I've fitted floors for, for for a long long period, so I know exactly what it's like, and I hope I still know what people want and. Yeah, as with the consumers, I want to make I want to make everybody's life easier. That's that's our job. If we can make your life easier and the trade people, how can we save you money? And saving you money is, you know, a you want a good price, but you want a good quality product. You want a good price. You want good delivery. You want a good returns returns uh, system. And how do we continue to support you in making your life easier so you can make more money? That's where we are. And the yeah, it's 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 grew rapidly over the last three years it's it's growing it's our fastest growing sector and area uh, okay. and there's more to do but yeah we want to listen to people how do we make your life easier come and tell us yeah because there is a lot of tradesmen out there they're making their own lives difficult and mind someone else making it <laughs> yeah completely <laughs> so for the tradesmen out there um let's let's again we'll come away a little bit from uh uk flying direct and if a tradesman's just reached the vat threshold uh, but mm. has big plans, what would you say the three biggest things they could do to get themselves to a million pound in turnover? 
<laughs> well, I mean, what, what would you do? Pound, what would I do? Yeah. I don't know one thing. Don't want to sell online. That's all I know now. Right. Uh, I, no, no, I'm being serious. I, it, it, look, there's loads of ways that you can be successful in, in, in terms of in terms of going to a million. I mean, getting to a million pounds is in turnovers. One thing, getting to a million pounds and being Profit. profitable and, and happy is, is a completely different thing. So, it, it really depends. It really depends on what you want to do. Yeah, you know, is it a case you want a small shop? Can you get that way? Probably not nowadays. Uh, do you want a few teams working for you uh, and, and being an installation business, uh, regional? Uh, there's a lot of a lot of areas. I mean, what you can do with us, for instance, we we can provide all the samples we've got. We can help drive leads towards you. Uh, we we can support you any way you want, but. There's a lot of different ways in, in terms of how you want to make money. And is, is, it, is it down there, the insulation, insulation only route? Is it insulation and supply as well? Yeah, there's a lot of areas. Brilliant. And what flooring have you got at home? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's well, the am, trend in the Ashby household? Well, that, that's, yeah, I don't have a choice in that, do I, obviously? <laughs> that's, that's the word. Uh, so I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got real wood. I got real wood. I got some uh, SPC in the kitchen area, and I got some carpet in some of the bedrooms. So a mixture of all of it, to be fair. And if you had to choose your favourite material to sell, what would that be? Oh, real wood. It's got to be real wood, isn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I've got a completely biased view. Mm. It has to, has to be wood. <laughs> this is the wood floor podcast yeah so it is. But no, it's it's, it's got to be. You know, some the SPCs are fantastic type of product that's coming out, especially as it moving more away from vinyl, obviously. So the more that continues to move the components away from vinyl and PVC is good. So the SPCs, some of that, the waterproofness of that's good. Some of the laminates going through and how they're getting more waterproof is good. Better for the customer, the SPC market growth is, and the LVT is really driving the, it's been driving the laminate, laminate floor manufacturers to better quality. They got very complacent over the years. Uh, but yeah, fun, fundamentally, I don't think you can beat. I don't think you can beat the look of real wood, can you? No, absolutely not. No, it's because uh, everyone else tries to all of those materials to try and imitate it, but you can't imitate. You can't imitate the real thing. So, which probably leads on to one of our last questions: is where do you see the flooring industry in five years uh, because of all the. We, challenges with plywood with oak with uh, mm. import where do you think we'll be in five years if you had a crystal ball uh yeah i mean geez it's been challenging isn't it the, yeah. the, the back of COVID and the supply chain issues and, and, and obviously the the, the the war in the ukraine as well putting more pressure on that supply chain as well i think uh, it, it, look, we was always moving this way anyway with, 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 with the green the green push was always moving more sustainable products. Yep. We we obviously that's what we do is 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 sustainable. It's PSE, FSE, EUTR regulations across across everything we do. But I think I think we'll be moving more towards uh, uh, composable products. Yeah, such, such as SPC, more waterproof products. So you know the, the SPC with stone particles, maybe you know, putting real wood veneers on top, so you get that better look as you go forward. But when when you look at real wood, I think the real wood thicknesses will continue to reduce. You don't need a six mil wear layer. You don't even need a four mil wear layer. Uh, you know, two mil wear layers, even down to one mil wear layers, we've got to get more sustainable with the resources that that, that, that we use. So, yeah, I think it will continue to drive more into uh, 
into uh, I said composite products and then more into how we get more sustainable sustainable into that. But with the price increase that we've seen across the board over the last 12 months and which will continue to go forward in terms, in terms of products, then then I think yeah, if by reducing some of the specification of the product, it makes it more appealing to the consumer anyway. And they can get more more product for your money as such a... Well, well it, yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you're doing six mil tops and you want to do... You, you can get you know, out the lumber, out the oak. You know, do you need a six mil top on a 20 mil product or, or can you get away with a two mil or, or three mil? And you also get more yield out, out, the, out, the, out the oak at that point as well. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of areas where both from a cost point of view and a pricing point of view to the consumer, but also more importantly, that sustainable product point of view, there's going to be a lot of changes as we go through over the next five years. Oh, that's superb. I mean, I remember being in a factory in, in Europe, uh, must have been five years ago, and they showed mm. us this product with a one mil top composite underneath, and they had this yep. pipe where you dropped a cricket ball. Or, no, it wasn't. It was actually a, a brass ball directly onto this real wood floor mm. and everyone uh, yes it didn't dent it didn't do this but everyone stood there scratching their head thinking you know is this going to sell and i remember we was putting it into <laughs> our retail shop and if it was fitted to the floor it would sell but the minute you showed yeah. them the the side of it they were like yeah. no it's, it's not real it's not this and and that was the future sort of glimmering possibly uh, that you know uh, all the positives yeah. were there that it was very durable product but there was no sand in it just had i think on a traffic on the top and mm. once it was dead it was you know it was dead but it was a long life ex- expectancy so it's interesting that you say that that, that yeah. could be and, the, and, the future it's, it's well, well and that's, def- that's definitely the future no doubt about it you know we, we, got, we have to do it from both points of view like say from sustainability point of view and then from cost point of view you can't can't keep taking those costs on and you can't keep keep chopping the trees down simple and, and, and using that same same yield all time and time again. So it definitely will now happen. I think it's it's all about education to the consumer, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah like you say, the veneer on top of a uh, uh, composite core, it's 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 a lot more dent resistant because the composite core, you, you know, how many people actually sand the floor down nowadays anyway, rather than just replacing. So why do you need more than one two meat, two mil? Uh, and then, but it's it's about making sure the components for that product are really good. So, like I say, putting the bonnet uh, lacquer on top, making it a good quality lacquer, so it's going to last 15, 20 years. You know, how many people are putting the floor down these days? It's lasting more than that anyway. Uh, we used to get well, we still do, to be honest. In one of our businesses, where you either get the client that was like, it has to be solid, it has to be solid. Then you explain, yeah. well, you can't sand it all the way down. Oh well, I, th- I thought you could. Yeah. And then when you show them the six mil top, they're like, well, yeah, you can sand that. Look, well, yeah, if you sand it every fifteen years, it's got a six mil top. <laughs> you're taking point eight of a mil off. You do the maths, guys. You're already in your sixties. Um, yeah, yep. it doesn't take a rocket science, but no, I think that's. I think you bang on with that. Um, I think it's just getting yeah. the education, education of the client. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant bit of advice. And just mm. the more you edu- educate your clients, the, the more success you would get, I think. So no, I, I, think, oh, I think that's a brilliant way to end the podcast, Jason. I really do appreciate your time for, for coming on. Thank you very much. No problem. It's fantastic, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I just want to say, I know we touched on the beginning, but it, it's great that this podcast going out. It's great that everybody learns more about the industry. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to them, and they've been fantastic. So, thank you very much. And probably the best thing, if there is some trade guys out on the uh, listening to the podcast, 
who and how is the best way to get hold of your team? Yeah, I, I mean, you can go on the website, you can click on the trade page, you can fill the account form in, uh, and there's a number on there to give, 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 give a direct call into the trade team. So they're there Monday to Friday, they're took from, from nine till five o'clock. So yeah, give, give them a call. Brilliant. Perfect. Thank you very much, Jason. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.